time for Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean of SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com, streaming live every week at this time, and also available as a podcast. Spiritual Awakening Radio presents an exploration of the world of spirituality, comparative religion, interfaith studies, world scriptures, sacred texts, and other books that matter, East and West. The Path of the Masters, The Way of the Saints and Mystics, God, Meditation, Out-of-Body Experiences, The Vegan Diet and Other Ahimsa Ethics of Nonviolence in Thought, Word, and Deed, Education for a More Peaceful Planet, A Spiritual Meetup or Satsang Without Walls. Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. This program is heard in India more and more. There are more and more people in India between mobile phones and computers, about 200 to 300 million, getting to be larger than the entire population of the United States, that are online these days. It's amazing, and I have a lot of mailing lists and pages and blogs that have a huge following in India with number one cities being New Delhi and Mumbai. So a lot of Indians more and more are getting online. A word about Kashmir before I begin. Dialogue is better than dying. Nuclear weapons don't just make a slightly bigger bang. There are no winners in any kind of nuclear exchange. People in India and Pakistan uh, have lately been posting about the virtues of dialogue between India and Pakistan. Every few years, the issue of Kashmir flares up and is in the news. And uh, once again, we're in a news cycle like that with tension between India and Pakistan due to uh, activities in Kashmir. Dialogue is better than dying. There are no winners in any kind of nuclear exchange. Uh, There are no winners. Just radiation downwind, just the end of civilization. One cannot withstand 100 to 200 nukes going off. That's the end of civilization. Over what? A small state to the north called Kashmir, national pride. There's no, there's no winning. There's no such thing as a successful suicide. There's no such thing as uh, winners. Just dust, debris, radiation, 
No winners, just losers. Dialogue is better than dying. It is said that in a nuclear exchange between India and Pakistan, somewhere between 100 and 200 explosions, that about 2 billion people worldwide would, would perish, would be affected, largely because of the nuclear fall, not just fallout, but fall, that would be induced by all of the dust and debris, soot, all of the burning that would send pollutants up into the atmosphere that would make it colder. And so you would get crop failure in Asia and around the world. Crop failure. Not enough food anymore, all of a sudden. For at least 10 years, and some actually have debated that it's longer, the effects of it would be longer than 10 years, some place between 10, somewhere between 10 and 20 years. Those are the facts. Dialogue over a, a small patch of dirt, a piece of territory somewhere, is better than dying. And dying in lots of places, South America, other Asian nations, the whole world is affected. One planet, we live on one planet and we're all affected by what goes on. Worldwide, one Earth, you can't have any kind of nuclear exchange going on in one area without it affecting the entire globe. Education for a more peaceful planet. Dialogue is the way forward. Today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio is titled Rising Above the Darkness and is featuring readings from many different masters, mainly from India, but I want to begin in the Western world. And uh, a Sant Mott book, actually, written about another similar school of mysticism called Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. At the core of the world religions are the mystics. The mystics are the core, the essence, the inner core at each of the world religions. In Islam, that would be the Sufis or Sufism. In India, you have the Sant tradition. In Judaism, followers of Kabbalah represent the esoteric or inner contemplative mystical tradition. And there is a Sant Mat book called The Holy Name, which is really tremendous. And anyone who is interested in Christian mysticism, Jewish mysticism, or Indian mysticism would find a lot of inspiration and information in the book, The Holy Name. I wish to begin by sharing a passage from the book of Genesis, actually, the Hebrew book of Genesis. Behold, I have given you every seed-bearing herb which is upon the surface of the entire earth, and every tree that has seed-bearing fruit. It will be yours for food. Genesis one twenty nine from the Hebrew book of Genesis. And this particular translation I found on a vegetarian 
Kabbalah website, a branch of Kabbalah or Jewish mysticism that advocates following a vegetarian diet. Mystics, East and West, when they seek to enter paradise or find the kingdom of God or to go back to Eden or to experience oneness with the Supreme Being, advocate following a vegetarian diet that Genesis ideal has been noticed by many vegetarian spiritual movements and religions of the Western world for a very long time. Those who seek to go back to Eden include as part of that lifestyle change or as part of that spiritual practice or ethic becoming vegetarian to live up to that ideal of Eden of that return to paradise again that re-entering of, of uh, the soul to paradise back to paradise again includes going vegetarian and you know it's interesting to observe in religions of the western world that are not adhering to a vegetarian diet, uh, even they, in their books of prophecy, predict that there will be this future golden age or millennium or restoration of paradise or restoration of the kingdom of God that will be vegetarian. They just put it off into the future. They say there'll be some golden age or future where the lion lies down with the lamb and paradise comes back to the earth again or souls ascend and go to a paradise and it's vegetarian. For the mystic soul, that time is today. It's not satisfactory just to believe that other people or other souls in the future will get back to that ideal. They want to enter into that experience right now. Today is the day. Now is the time. The present moment is what we have to work with. Human beings don't interact with the future. We are creatures of the present tense. And timeless souls can touch that eternity, that divine ideal, right now by way of contemplative meditation as part of their practice. And so for them, there is no calendar mysticism that will make everything okay again or restore some kind of paradise experience. Rather, it is by becoming timeless in the moment we can enter into that ideal state right now. And so for mystics, Vegetarianism is part of that re-entry into paradise again. A paradise not put off till some other day in the by and by, but here, now, today, in this present moment. That is when, that is where we find the divine realm. The first century rabbi Akiva ascended through the seven heavens and the seven 
palaces in the highest heaven by means of passwords uttered to the angelic gatekeepers. His meetings were with God. His meetings with God were characterized by luminosity. That's a quote from the book Seven Paths to God, The Ways of the Mystic by Joan Boroshenko. Passwords are part of the meditation process, a part of the ascension process. And that is true of Kabbalah, which has a kind of map of the heavenly realms with various Hebrew names. You've probably seen the Tree of Life, which is a kind of illustration of different heavenly realms. And in another branch of Judaism in antiquity, a group called the Sethians, about 2,000 years ago, are descriptions of heavenly realms also. Uh, I agree with many in Kabbalah that Kabbalah does not begin in the Middle Ages, but has its roots in antiquity. And even people in antiqui- in what we call antiquity would probably say that the mysticism within Judaism has its roots in a much earlier time still, going back many millennia. Kind of a perennial philosophy of all ages, you might say. 2,000 years ago, there was an interesting group called the Sethians, a Jewish Gnostic movement. Some of their scriptures were discovered in Egypt, written in the Coptic language, which is similar to Greek, only with a few added letters. And in these Sethian texts, some of them contain uh, Hebrew words embedded in some of these Sethian Gnostic texts found at places like Nag Hammadi in Upper Egypt are Hebrew words embedded in otherwise Coptic texts. And these Hebrew names are associated with higher heavenly regions. Name one, Armozel, associated with the first region. Oriel, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, associated with the second region. The third name, Davith, of the third region. Name number four, El Elith, of the fourth region. The fifth aeon, or fifth name and region, is called Auto genes or autogenes which doesn't quite quite sound uh, so Hebrew but sounds a bit more Greek although there may be an equivalent Hebrew term I'm sure there is for autogenes uh, autogenes which means if you translate it it means the divine all-encompassing self-begotten one the first name the first four names that I shared uh, stand for the first four regions, or first four lights, as they are sometimes referred to as. And the fifth one is more of a being, a kind of God with form, above those lower four heavens, and a kind of fifth plane, or fifth heavenly realm, the realm of the self-begotten one. And that is quite fascinating, because there are those in India that also have a paunch nam, mantric formula of sacred names. Five names 
five divine names that also correspond with five heavenly regions. And the fifth name is also a god with form, referred to as Sat Purush, a kind of god with form at that level, who's over the four regions below. And these five names correspond to those realms, and like those Sethian Hebrew-sounding names, when you repeat them, it's kind of like an elevator going up. It's going, you know, from the first to the second to the third to the fourth to the fifth. The focus is above. The focus is ascension, very much like that earlier passage I read from the book Seven Paths to God about Jewish mysticism, that there is this ascension process through the heavens. And passwords or sacred names that are uttered to the various powers along the way are part of that ascension process. That there are names that correspond to certain heavenly regions and this intent to use this mantric formula as part of a process of the ascension of the soul where the soul's awareness or attention is shifting from not only the physical plane but also uh, from uh, to and from the astral and causal and mental regions and eventually reaching the fifth plane or the first truly spiritual or divine realm above these lower worlds. And that is the intent and that is going on in Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, and in ancient Judaism uh, as well, and Gnosticism, the Sant tradition of India as well. And in Sufism, there is also the repetition of names or zikr to help facilitate the ascension of the soul through various heavenly regions on the way up to upper worlds of divine light and love. The following is from the psalm scroll of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Thou hast shaped that clay on the wheel and passed it through thy test, that it may find its way into thy lot. And when cracks appear in it, thou mendest them. Yea, over mere dust thou hast wafted thy Holy Spirit, and hast so molded that clay that it can have converse with angels, and be in communion with beings celestial. From the fount of his knowledge has my light shot forth. Upon his wonders has my eye gazed. Mere flesh hast thou lit with a light everlasting, that there be no reversion to darkness. And a light hast thou revealed, that it never can be turned back. Your Holy Spirit illuminates the dark places of the heart of your servant with light like the sun. I look to the covenants made by men worthless. Only your truth shines, and those who love it are wise and walk in the glow of your light. From darkness you raise hearts. Let light shine on your servant. Your light is everlasting. You set your word in this ear of dust and write truths on my heart.
you end my wandering, to bring me into concordance with you, that I may stand unshaken before you in the glow of perfect light forever, where no darkness is forever, where unsearchable peace is forever. For me, a creature of dust. From the Essene Psalm Scroll of the Dead Sea Scrolls, taken from a book published by Anchor Books called The Dead Sea Scriptures by Theodore H. Gaster, probably written sometime uh, in the first century BC or so, first or second century BC, by the founder of the original Essene community, an individual referred to as the Master sometimes also called the teacher of righteousness, the founder of the Essene branch of Judaism 2,000 years ago, the composer of that collection of psalms found in the psalm scroll of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Rising above the darkness is my theme this week on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after these messages. paragraph is from the book The Holy Name Mysticism in Judaism by Miriam Coravella published by Radhaswami Satsang Bayas and the Science of the Soul Research Center How can we know God? Is there a practical method by which we can unite our souls with Him? Mystics teach us that the Supreme Being is pure spirit, which emanates from the highest spiritual region. He can therefore be known only by our soul, which is of the same divine essence. That divine essence is the inner word, the holy name of God, the audible life stream, which manifests within us as spiritual sound and light. The mind and intellect cannot know or understand God because the origin of the mind is in the causal plane, which is lower than the pure spiritual realms. Mind can only know what lies within its own realm and below. The soul has its own power of knowing beyond intellectual faculties of the mind. When the soul sheds its coverings of mind and body, it is free to know God instantly by direct perception. But it is only through meditation that the soul can attain this level of direct perception and obtain spiritual knowledge. Meditation is the technique given by the mystics to liberate the soul from the dross of mind and matter, so that it may freely know and merge into God. 
Freed of the weight of karma, the soul naturally rises to its source. Thus, it experiences true self-realization and God-realization. Research has demonstrated that many of the mystic experiences of the prophets, which are recorded in the Hebrew scriptures, came through meditation. Contemporary scholar and mystic Rabbi Kaplan maintained that if one reads the original Hebrew scriptures accurately, one will find many terms which are precise references to the prophet's practice of meditation. That's a reading from the book The Holy Name, Mysticism in Judaism, by Miriam Caravella, published by the Science of the Soul Research Center. One famous passage from the Hebrew Scriptures from the book of Psalms comes to mind. Psalm 46, verse 10. Meditation in the Hebrew Scriptures. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still be. Be still and know that I am God. The theme of this week's program is Rising Above the Darkness, Light and Sound on the Path. Rumi once said, I am merely a guest born in this world to know the secrets that lie beyond it. This comes from a rather unknown book called The Pilgrimage of James, An Odyssey of Inner Space by George Arnsby Jones. Men have journeyed to the physical moon, but they know nothing of the regions of the blissful music within themselves. Regions which lie beyond the moon, beyond the sun, beyond the most distant stars and galaxies. I found this paragraph at the Shabd Pratap Ashram website. No mission is of greater importance to a person than the awareness of his own consciousness. The profound significance and purpose of his existence on earth and to find out the path for ultimate bliss, eternal happiness and cheerfulness, i.e. the quest for truth. This is from Kripal Singh. Be regular and lovingly devoted to your holy meditations, as that is the central pivot around which the whole sacred teaching revolves, and therein an all-around development of the soul is granted. This passage comes from the book Radhaswami Mat Updesh, or Instructions of the Lord of the Soul. If you were to translate that into English, Radhaswami means Lord of the Soul. Mat and Updesh means teaching or guidance. It's a book written many decades ago by Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram of Agra, India. The compassionate Lord of the Soul is pleased to declare that whenever anyone is initiated into the path of inner light and sound meditation. 
Their contact is immediately established with Satpurush Radhaswami, the Supreme Being. Hence, the merciful Lord of the Soul will continue to shower His grace upon everyone who sincerely performs the meditation practices to some extent with feelings of love or bhakti, an Indian word for love and devotion, bhakti. And as far as is possible does not indulge in the negative tendencies of the mind, i.e. he will gradually make the mind and spirit of such a devotee, or bhakta, or premi, ascend higher and higher internally, and will protect them from the obstacles placed by maya, or illusion, and the negative power. Hazur Maharaj from Radhaswami Mat Abdesh. By giving proper place to spirituality in your life, you will be happy and peaceful in all circumstances, whether they are favorable or unfavorable. You have to give more attention to this and enrich your life. A quote from A Spiritual Seeker's Guide, published by the Dayal Puri Radhaswami Satsang. By giving proper place to spirituality in your life, you will be happy and peaceful in all circumstances, whether they are favorable or unfavorable. You have to give more attention to this and enrich your life. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after these messages. This reading is titled, Serving and Helping Others During This Life. It's from the book 1008, Kabir Vani. Selections from the Saki Granth of Guru Kabir. The advantage of being in the human mode of existence lies in giving and serving only, i.e. helping others as much as possible because, possibly, you will not get this human form again. This time you have been given this body, and so, do not hesitate, serve others, says Kabir. Kabir also said, the saint helped the scorpion over and over again, and the scorpion each and every time returned a sting. Someone said to Kabir, Do you not know it is the nature of the scorpion to sting? And the saint replied, It is my nature to save. The scorpion has his nature, but the master also has his nature. And he's not giving that up 
any more than the scorpion is giving up his. Not everyone is ready to receive the help they need. The famous parable of the man trapped in a well, philosophizing with the person above holding the rope, instead of grabbing onto the rope and getting rescued from the well. Saints do not wish to satisfy their audiences by empty words. They offer to take the inquirer to the other end, and thus give him first-hand experience. One beauty of that is, at the end, these questions do not arise. So, if the curious questioner would exercise a little patience and faith, most of his questions would get answered automatically as his experiences increase. Suppose a man finds himself at the bottom of a deep well, where he is very lonely and uncomfortable. Another man happens to pass by that well. He carries a long rope. Discovering this man in the well, he lets down his rope and offers to pull the man up. If only he will catch on to the end of the rope. But our man in the well enters into an argument with the man above and demands to know just how he came to fall into that well and what is the guarantee that he may not fall into the well again if he is pulled up. The utmost that the man with the rope can say is that he will take him out of the well and then he may study the situation for himself. But the man in the well does not take advantage of this opportunity. And if he does not take advantage of this opportunity, it only means that his time has not yet come to escape from his imprisonment. A quote from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. Isn't that amazing? A man trapped in a well discovers there's a man above holding a rope, but he wants to enter into a philosophical conversation about the nature of wells and ropes. Are there many different manufacturers of rope, one could ask? Is this rope as good a quality as some other rope available on the market? <laughs> Take the rope. <laughs> the man in the well, trapped in a well, arguing with a person above, holding a rope. Once upon a time, a true peace lover wandered around many worlds in search of eternal happiness. She walked over the face of the earth, the suns, the moons, and the clouds. At last she found that it was all the while hidden in her very heart. Then she sat down and was about to enjoy the newfound bliss. But suddenly she looked down and saw countless beings were still groveling in darkness, for they were searching for happiness without just like her before, earring over millions of ages. Her tears were then rolling down, one drop, two drops, and many more. Each drop became a shining jewel, and soon the firmament was studded with glittering tears, which are the stars of today. They are too shy in the day, and too restless in the night to go to sleep. For all peace-seekers, the stars are there to light the way and to remind them 
of the compassion of a holy sage. And that's found in the book Silent Tears by Supreme Master Ching Hai, the Silent Tears Poetry Book. From the Srengama Sutra, a Buddhist sutra, I will appear as a Buddha to teach them the Dharma to liberate them. World honored one, as I followed and made offerings to Quan Yin, he taught me to use my illusory hearing and sublimate it to realize the diamond samadhi which gave me the same power of mercy of all Buddhas and enabled me to transform myself into 32 bodily forms for the purpose of visiting all countries in samsara, the worlds of change, to convert and liberate living beings. World Honored One, if there are bodhisattvas who practice samadhi to attain transcendental hearing, when there is a chance for them to realize absolute wisdom, I will appear as a Buddha to teach them the Dharma to liberate them. If there are solitary students seeking only self-enlightenment who practice the stillness of nirvana, when there is a chance for them to realize it, I will appear as a teacher of self-enlightenment to teach them the Dharma to liberate them. If there are students of the Four Noble Truths who, after realizing the unreality of suffering and its accumulation, tread the path leading to the extinction of passions, when there is a chance for them to achieve this, I will appear to teach them the Dharma to liberate them. A passage from the Srinagama Sutra, a great Buddhist sutra about the Bodhisattva of Compassion who goes anywhere in the cosmos to liberate sentient beings crying out for aid or assistance. Stay tuned for more spiritual awakening after these messages. Spiritual Awakening Radio is heard every week at this time, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, books, the path of the masters, the journey of the soul. At the end of this segment today, I will give you my email address as well as my text message number, and you can request a copy of Rising Above the Darkness featuring various readings from today's program and others I haven't gotten to yet as I'm running out of time here. Many more readings. 
or at this blog. I'll send you a link if you contact me. It says in the Anurag Sagar, Kabir's Ocean of Love, Just as the lotus blooms after getting the light of the sun, in the same way the suffering of the souls from countless ages and ages are finished after receiving a vision of the Supreme Being, receiving darshan of Sat Parush. There are souls inhabiting a void of darkness or very dim light. Darkness with faint stars or colors swirling. Just floating in the darkness of inner space. And then all of a sudden, a light appears. One can be rescued by the light. This is a reading from the Book of Faith Wisdom. A third century Gnostic gospel from Egypt, also known as Pistis Sophia. All the rulers, all the archons of the height have tried to deceive me into believing that I am a body of matter without light in it. And after this, the merciless powers surrounded me and tried to take away all the light that was within me. But thou appearest to me out of the darkness, and I trusted thee, O light, and said, Thou art my liberator. I thank thee, O light, for having compassion on me. And thou hast saved me, O light, with thy gnosis. A prayer to the light found in the book Pista Sophia, the book of faith wisdom one of the great Gnostic Gospels of Egypt. This is from another such Gnostic Gospel of Egypt called the Gospel of Truth by Valentinus of Alexandria. The soul is being called from above. How else would a person hear if that person's name had not been called? Whoever has gnosis or spiritual knowledge is from above, and if called hears, replies, and turns to the one who is calling, and goes to him. This reading comes from Hazur Maharaj Rai Salagram, the practice of remembering God's name that leads one to the real name of God and the real God of the name. The efficacy of the name consists in that if one calls a man while he is asleep, by his name he wakes up, then why should not the awakened being hear if he is called by his divine name? It is therefore incumbent upon all that for their spiritual well-being they should learn the secrets and whereabouts of the Supreme Being, the compassionate Lord of the soul and repeat his real name methodically and listen to its sound or reverberation within themselves. This is a paragraph titled Simran from Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram. Calling out God's name awakens God within 
the person and to the sound of the true name of God which is above and beyond language and of course by focusing on that divine sound that divine sound turns into a kind of sound river or river of sound if you will that flows back into the ocean of all consciousness called God leading one above well I hope you've enjoyed the readings today on spiritual awakening radio with the theme of ascension and rising above the darkness if you'd like to receive all of these quotes and many others I haven't gotten to yet all part of the same blog called rising above the darkness send me an email at this address I'll send you a link to this send me an email at this address james at spiritual awakening radio dot com james at spiritual awakening radio dot com or you can send me a text message using this number 508 603 9381 508 603 9381 Spiritual Awakening Radio is streaming every week at this time and becomes a podcast on demand all about exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, and books. The Path of the Masters, the Wisdom of the Saints and Mystics. Hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.